Ahoy, land lovers! I be Captain Sketch, and we are at the mission's end for the Chosen Maiden on this episode of the Fenacast. And joining me is my fearless crew. Uh, I'm not a main to choosing, sadly. Uh, I'll be working on that, though. Uh, but this is Editor-in-Chief at TunamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffers. Yahoy. And... Yo-ho-ho, it's still your... God damn it. <laughs> it's Celia Rose, the director of social media for Toonami Faithful. Please save the first part of that. I don't care. <laughs> and. Yar! It be an editorial writer. Laser Kid. I think I found the X on the map for me, Captain. Oh, did you now? But I'm not sure. There be also O's on the map, too. Is it on the big blue wet thing? It might be, me hearty. It might be. Okay. okay. Are you playing tic-tac-toe again? Ah, I think the I think that be what happened, Cap. We got no time for pirate games. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> I don't even know what just happened, honestly. We're playing tic-tac-toe. Yeah, we took the yeah. map, and instead we just played tic-tac-toe all over it, so nobody knows where the X is anymore. It's a this good is from something. Actually, this is from something, and like I don't get the. Um, okay, uh, I didn't think it was from. Anything. No, I, I'm literally playing along as we go along. Oh we're, god, we're, we're just making this stuff with F. If it's, have you never taken improv, CJ? I feel like you guys are making fun of me. No, <laughs> no, not not at all. And yes, I did take improv. Oh, and you should be quicker on your feet. <laughs> It is past midnight. My feet are <laughs> are stashed away. It is there is no feet, no no feet allowed. It's all gone. Fair enough. Well, we are here joined to uh, discuss the final two episodes of this season of Fena Pirate Princess, and uh, boy, what an ending! <laughs> we'll get to that as a. Uh, a a, uh, a recap of the uh, events of At Mission's End, Episode 11, and The Chosen Maiden, Episode 12. When we last left everybody, they were at the uh, island where Eden resides, and the uh, other samurai, the Goblin Knights, they are checking out the treasures. There's all kinds of treasure there. And Shitan's pretty sure he's found the Kusanagi sword. And Fena and Yukimaru, after Fena did a nice dance to summon a stairway to heaven? Uh, <laughs> stairway to Eden. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Well, she didn't buy it, so she just kind of found it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just she just started dancing, and then every all the stones made a stairway to Eden. I just realized something. I want like someone to splice she's a maniac as she's dancing. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god, yes! Ooh, I, I like want that. this. I like that idea. Someone who's listening now, please make that happen. And uh, tag us on Instagram at Tsunami Faithful or on Twitter at Tsunami News. Yeah, I don't know I don't know why. I just thought of it. it was like I feel like this would work. It probably Maybe. would. Probably would. I I, I can think of a, a number of songs that would probably work well with that animation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the scene was beautiful. I oh, love it. It's, it was that's great. probably my favorite scene of the entire show, to be honest. It's quite good. Quite 
good. Now I just need to hear Tales as Old of Time on there. Oh! Yes, that would be really sweet. Except Yuki is not a beast. No, but yeah, no. He gruffs like one, so it kind of... He's got a, a helmet with antlers. That's close. Uh... Oh, Again, yeah. Again, listeners, make that happen and tag us when you make it. Tsunami <laughs> News on Twitter. We want to see wait, what I'm have we done. Somebody, somebody needs to do Dear Maria to the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. Follow that trend to see if it matches. I tried a little bit. I, I didn't actually edit it, but I like cued the song up with the opening. It, it could work. Maybe a little modification, it could work. But a lot of it matches really well. Uh, as most anime openings too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason it's a meme. <laughs> it goes with everything. Pretty much. So, Fena and Yukimaru are up in Eden. They like walked through the glass ceiling or whatever, and now they're up on a grassy land where there's an arc. Uh, presumably Noah's Ark and uh, yeah sure <laughs> whatever yet another one of the many treasures of the world that have been brought here to this island and to Eden I guess and uh, as we know Abel and his Royal Navy had also arrived at the island and uh, it doesn't take long for them to show up and start attacking the goblin knights but before that abel shoots the captain who got excited by the treasure just because he wanted to make sure that all these soldiers know that anybody who's you know blinded by the treasure is gonna die that seems unnecessary but oh, that seems sure. like the character as a whole right there yeah he's 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 just he's just a man on a mission, I guess. So we get the big fight between the Goblin Knights and the Sailors after the Goblin Knights are like, you know, we could die doing this. Yeah, let's go. Because <laughs> that's what they do. And Abel finds Yukimaru and Fena after he enters Eden. And as he enters Eden, everything gets real scary, stormy. Like, this is a presence that should not be here. <laughs> And his eyes are glowing red, and he's he looks like somebody who's been up for days. <laughs> he just needs some clear eyes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Get the man some clear eyes. But uh, instead of seeing Yukimaru and Fena, he sees them as delusions of Helena and Franz. And that causes him to lash out and attack Yukimaru, who he thinks is Franz. Of course, he would probably attack Yukimaru regardless. And they have a fight, and Yukimaru manages to chop off Abel's shooting arm, but still somehow manages to get stabbed in the chest? Sure. <laughs> Not like it's gonna matter, because he gets stabbed, and then I guess he's just okay after that. <laughs> There's a flesh wound. Yeah, precisely. And that's the moment when Abel's like, oh, wait a minute. You're not Franz. You're that boy from when I killed Franz. Huh. 
funny. Anyway, uh, I guess I have to kill you, otherwise my Helena won't appear. But at this point, Yukimaru's got his flesh wound, and he's unable to continue the battle, and now Fena has thrust herself in front of him and like, don't hurt him! I won't let you hurt Yukimaru! He's good on you, girl. Good on you. Maybe not the best plan, but luckily, before Abel uses his remaining arm to kill both of them, a vision of Helena appears behind Abel, and everybody's real shocked by this development. And Abel stumbles over to Helena and cries in her arms and dies. Assumably ascending to heaven, though he's, like, set on fire. Sure. (laughs) And as Abel and Helena both disappear, Franz appears before Fena and then changes into Cody and is like, I am the observer of your story. I am the writer. And yeah. That was uh, very odd because I didn't get the impression that it was changing forms. Just it, that Franz and Cody were both two separate entities that were guarding Eden. Well, because they speak in multiple, like in the a pronoun of multiples. Like they yeah, say, yeah, I, I did get the feeling yeah. there's two of them, but I, I also think it's not really them. They're just using that image. Right, but I didn't think it was one. The just the observer switching back and forth between Cody and Franz. Well, they like switched back and forth as they were walking up in the on the island. You, you saw them. You saw Cody switch to Franz. And then later in that moment when they appear in front of Fena, uh, Franz is like in front of her and then Cody is a ways away from her and they talk back and forth and like they vanish between each other. I don't know. Yeah, the, the visual language doesn't convey that very clearly. I think it just makes it look like there's two separate beings that have taken those forms and the camera just keeps changing between the two of them. Not that the observer is changing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We will dissect that after we talk about what happens in the next episode. So the observer is talking to Fena as Franz and Cody's forms and She's like, oh, father. He's like, no, I'm not your father. I'm just an avatar. And now has come the time for you to be the maiden of choosing. And you must choose between letting the world continue as it is or resetting it so that only herself and a few other pure souls will inhabit the world as it becomes repopulated. And that is exactly what I would have picked. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. She made the wrong choice. And the caveat here is in either case, she's going to lose her memories because, uh, well, their logic is pretty sound that anybody who has to make that choice, regardless of what choice they made, it'd be just a terrible thing to have to remember, I suppose. So, yeah, they don't have to erase all of her memories. Just the yeah, last that, little that bit, seems nonsensical. You know. Just just forget this part, you know. Just this part. Though I suppose she'd be left being thinking like, 
wasn't there something I was supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Because <laughs> this whole time, apparently, the Observer has been kind of coaxing her along to this point where she reaches Eden and then is forced to choose between these two options. And one resets the world like Noah Ark style and like the beginning of the world style where there's just Fena and Yukimaru. Everybody else that existed is dead, but restart the world or let the world continue as it is, which is apparently supposed to end in ruin eventually at some point. And she sees a vision of her friends, the Goblin Knights, all being killed on a battlefield. As a possible future, yeah. As a possible future. I was like, this this is some uh, Tony Stark in Age of Ultron nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when she kind of comes out of this vision to an extent, then she sees Yukimaru. And she tells him that she has to stay, but he has to go. And we're not really sure what her decision is at this point, but it becomes fairly evident that her decision is to let the world continue. And then Yukimaru wakes up on a beach where Fena is standing in the water with her hair that has become dark because she is no longer the maiden, which is uh, Rapunzel rules. <laughs> this makes me wonder if Helena ever did make a choice because she didn't lose her hair color. No, I don't think she did. I don't think uh, she I don't also, think she was one of the maidens. She also still remembered Abel when she came back. So, yeah. Well, so she had to be one of the maidens, though, because in order for another maiden to be born, one of the parents must be a maiden. And that's something that the Observer talked about in this episode. Right. So Helena may not have been the maiden of choosing, but she had to be a maiden of some standing. Um, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think she was a maiden of choosing because she didn't choose. Or if she did choose, it must have been like before she ended up in jail. Before she she ever met Abel, because she remembered Abel in jail. Yeah. Something. Know. It's hard to say because it Fena as a whole didn't really ever expand on what being a maiden means and what that entails until this point. And even then it was really just for Fena's role. So yeah, Helena was a maiden, but we don't really know what her job was other than to begat another maiden. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of all we know. And so they did say she may that... not have faced the same choice. That Fena living on, she also has to continue the bloodline, mm-hmm. the sacred bloodline, which means, hey, Fena, you got to go have sex with a king. <laughs> Sorry, Yukimaru, you get to be the side piece. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, don't worry, y- Yukimaru, you drop this king. It's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe he'll become a king. Who knows? Who knows? Not to say we don't know his heritage. They only they took him in. Yeah. On the Goblin yeah. Night Island, if there's another season, maybe that's the next big thing. Is he's secretly mm-hmm. a prince? I don't oh, know. that would be something. That would no, be interesting. She she tons the prince. Come on now. He's True. not. He should be. But he's <laughs> not. Says you. 
Well, if he is a prince, then his older brother would get to be king. But yeah. then they murder the king. Hello? Ah. Oh, no king, no king. Ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> yes! I'm glad Sketch was picking up what I was throwing down. Oh, how how, how could you not pick that up? It's good, good, good reference. Good reference, CJ. Yeah, yeah. So after Fenda makes her decision, she appears with dark hair, which isn't quite black. It's like dark gray. She's a brunette. Maki said brunette. We're going with brunette. But it's not really brown. It's like a very dark brown. It's ashy. It's ashy brown. Ashy. Ashy. Oh, ashy makes sense because her hair used to be white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Mmm. Mm. Again, we're it, it's tangled Rapunzel rules. <laughs> once the <laughs> once you are no longer special power, you have normal hair again. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Yukimaru, smooth customer that he is, is like, "Hi, I'm Yukimaru, and you're Fena." And <laughs> I'm kind of surprised you were like Fena. It's kind of a weird name. <laughs> Or like, excuse me, sir, this is a Wendy's. Please step away. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but just walking up to random strangers, be like, by the way, this is your name now. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, she did say, uh, "Who are you?" and "Who am I?" He just kind of answered her, really. Well, she, she, she did say, "Who are you?" and "Who am I?" and he, he responded. So, yeah, fair, fair yeah. Enough. Like if you say, "Who am I?" Well, you're you're Fena. Oh, I guess I'm Fena. I guess I'm Fena. And then a boat full of people show up to say, "Hey, Fena, Yukimaru." Was like, "Well, I guess I'm Fena." And they're all calling me this. I guess Never it been. makes sense. It makes makes as much sense as anything else. So what have the Goblet Knights been up to this whole time? Apparently, gathering treasure. It seems like they actually got the right sword, the the Kusanagi. Which, you mean the one Shaitan keeps waving and pointing to? Yeah, he's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, it's uh, impressive that they did all that, considering it, it was like collapsing and all all of that. <laughs> the island was kind of imploding. <laughs> so it was weird, but they got out okay, and they got plenty of treasure, in, including the sword that they came for. Which, they, there's certain implications to that. Isn't that sword, like, dangerous for somebody to have? Well, all I, I guess can we'll think find of, out in season two. All I can think of, Sketch, is when Patrick has all those fishing lines in his mouth. Does this look dangerous to you? As Shitan waves a spirit, like a very important sword around. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Yukimaru has vowed to get her memories back. That's actually one of the things he vowed to her before they parted ways. So the crew decided to take Fena on a journey to retrace her steps. This is all happening as the ending sequence plays out. Uh, so they go to various locations that they've been to, the caves in France, and uh, over to uh, the, the German village. And... Various other places, and then eventually to Barbara, where we see three of the Rumble Rose pirates have survived. At least three of them did. They they don't seem too worse for wear, so I don't know what's up with that. 
Grace sure wasn't there though. I don't I don't think she uh things that didn't happen in this episode. Grace O'Malley did not show up looking for Abel and Brule didn't save the day. Sad. I am sad. That is sad. Uh yeah. Oh, and eventually Salmon, Otto, and Angie show up. Which uh good good to see Angie. Maybe she doesn't have to live as a prostitute anymore. That would be nice. That'd be great. That that'd be good. That'd be a good change. Uh yeah. And uh also Kay finally shows up and is like, Oh good, you got the sword, everything's cool. Oh, we don't like, have to worry about that anymore. So no assassination order anymore, I guess. Yeah, that was good. that was a little too neatly wrapped up. That was a plot line that was totally dropped. Like, why didn't Kay show up in the middle of that to fight somebody? That's actually um, kind of what I was expecting, is that everyone would arrive at Eden at the same time. Abel was going to show up, the Goblinites were going to show up, and Kay was going to show up. And it was just going to be chaos. But then it wasn't. It was still pretty chaotic, but it was limited to just the Goblin Knights and the Navy going at it. Which, a uh, good fight scene, by the way. Nice. Good good yeah. stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Ma- Makaba threw a bomb. Which I believe it was just a smoke bomb. And uh, exciting, exciting fight with some banter. Gotta love it. And uh, yeah, as the episode ending comes to a close, there's a moment where Fen is standing in the town and she sees a couple of kids that resemble Abel and Helena walk by and she overhears a voice in her head that sounds like Franz saying, do you think you'll uncover your memories? And then everybody's like, Fenna, come on, we're going to leave you if you don't move it. So, hmm, interesting. And finally, while they are all alone on the Bonito, Yukimaru confesses his love for Fena, and the two of them kiss off screen. I'm molding. I am molding. <laughs> they show hand holding, but they can't give us a adult swim projection IG. We get. We need to talk. But it wasn't just that, though. She rega- regained at least some of her memory. We don't know if she regained all of it, because after he confessed to her, she bonked him. Yeah, he handed, her the, he handed her the sword and said that he honed it and Karen had made it. And she's like, hmm. And he's like, oh, do you mm-hmm. remember something? And it's the same sword that she said she would keep safe for him in episode mm-hmm. two. Yeah. When they first started sailing together. Yeah. So she remembered something. We don't know how much. But at least it was a little bit. And he smiled. It was a really cute smile. It His ears were all blushy and everything. Real dopey smile. <laughs> He's I a happy a man kiss. in love. Of course it's going to be a dopey smile. I wanted a kiss. I'm so angry. I will never I will never recover from this. Uh, I, I think Celia won the poll of they don't kiss till the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't a part of this bet. Well I called the trope. You did. Well, well predicted. Well predicted. I don't even think it counts. We didn't get to see it. Doesn't count. And I'm angry. Stay salty. I will. Look, even though we didn't salty get to see dog. it on screen, 
we have an animator actually that has indulged us. Uh, no. She goes by the name DA. She's an animator and character designer. She specifically worked on the Rumble Rose Pirates, Abel, Helena, and Rule. And she actually drew a picture of Fena and Yukimaru kissing mm-hmm. that she asked us to retweet on the Toonami News account. And so we did that earlier today on the day we recorded. So if you really, really, really want to see that, you can look on our Twitter account at Toonami News and see it's, Fena and Yukimaru kiss. It's canon. Yep. It's canon. It, it is. is. It's the only thing that keeps keeps me going, guys. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. works. Yeah, these last two episodes, though, like, even though they were kind of messy, just because there was a lot of information that came out of them, they were really good. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I have a couple of eye roll moments, but overall, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I'm really curious what it was that came over Abel, if it was an actual bell or if he was being blinded by his hatred. And that's how they chose to portray it, especially because they're in a mystical place like Eden. Right. So Mm -hmm. if he's at a point where he's just blind with rage, you know, as he's ascending into this really this pure world, then it's tainted by his emotionality. And that's why it's all stormy. Like, that's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. It just wasn't super clear. If it was actually that, or if it was a spell or a curse, well, yeah, I think I think it was that because I don't think anybody was really trying to bring him there per se. He he wanted to go there of his own volition. Yeah, because he believed that's where he would find Helena, and sure enough, he uh, he got his happy ending. Uh, that that's actually one of the things I'm most pissed off about. I don't think he deserved it. Ah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. He, and he, he uh, they, they're trying to play this off as a, oh, look, he, say, he he says he doesn't deserve it. Literally two of the people he's wrong the most are standing right there. He could literally apologize to them, but he doesn't. Nope. Yeah, but he still dies. I don't know if that's yeah, really Yeah, like... but he dies in the arms of the woman he loves, and now he gets to spend eternity with her, and that's bullshit for all the people he's killed and the horrible things he's done. If that mm-hmm. actually is what's happening, like we don't necessarily know. It seems like he may have reincarnated. Maybe, maybe not. But I it's just like he's dead. It's kind of hard for me to say. Yeah, he that was too good for him. Well, he's dead. I mean, well, that's kind of yeah. that's kind of a he death is dead, but he him. died getting what he wanted, and I I really I was about like to that. say he still ultimately achieved his goal. His yeah. goal was to be reunited with Helena, no matter what. Um, and I like I understand him better and his motivations better since sure. they showed what he did. But at the same time, I'm like, Ooh. and and I know that like Helena is the Maya Sakamoto character. She's really pure and beautiful and just forgives him immediately because that's typically the kind of character that Maya Sakamoto plays when she has a cameo like this in a show. <laughs> um, but like. Ugh. I really feel like there could have been something a little bit better done for Abel still to rest in peace because he did die peacefully without necessarily saying everything is forgiven when he hasn't done anything to earn that forgiveness. Like literally even just a, I'm sorry. I went this far to the people there might have actually helped. Yeah. Might have had me go. Okay. I, I like, I've already gotten to the point where I'm like, you legitimately had a terrible story going on. I get your pain. I get that part of you. But he's also done things that that doesn't justify. And mm-hmm. a throwaway line at 
the the source of his affection doesn't really work. No, but it was a beautiful sequence, though. Oh, absolutely. The animation was wonderful. The acting was great. Like, I teared up, (laughs) even though I was like, Abel doesn't deserve this ending, but this is really touching and very poignant. uh, uh, It's well done. I just wish it was better set up so that I could accept it. Yeah. All I can think of is is we've spent like six minutes on this. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't deserve this. I like, just I find it just nitpicking, honestly, because like ultimately he's Oh dead. no, I mean it's you know what I mean? Like it's just like sure he might have gotten his closure, and I do think that uh a, a little too much attention was put on that through the show because I found it to be a little bit he distracting. Stole the show. Right. He kind of does, and you know, kudos to you know the performance and all that. It's just he does end up dead. So it's just like we're never gonna really have to deal with him again. Especially if there is like future. So I'm kind of just like, okay, he's dead. Boom. Gone. You know, he was able to uh pretty much like he at least it wasn't like a pathetic death, like where he's like groveling, like, no, no, I need to live. It was just like, no, he's he's dead. Okay, good. Out. See you later. I'm out of here. We're done. We're good. I, I don't I don't need this anymore, kind of thing. So I'm just kind of like whatever. Bothered me. It was the way the observer discussed the presence of Abel and Helena as in their parts are over. Like what? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my biggest thing with it. Cause like in all different types of like, whether it be anime, Western cartoons, or just really any type of media that has this like God or observer kind of character that's writing the story. I hate how that's like inserted into stories a lot. It's not my kind of thing. And I find the, premise of adding an aspect like that very ambitious that just i've never really seen that ever stick the landing and yeah you know is it takes i mean there's already like elements in fena that's like not as obviously believable you know witchcraft and all like all the kind of stuff that goes on but a lot of what fena was showing like felt very down to earth realistic with a little bit of like you know folklore legend you know that which is natural and real and what we deal with but like at like how would you guys do if all of a sudden it's like oh by the way I, i'm god i'm just telling you guys how to do everything like does that seem like weird just all of a sudden out of nowhere it, it so it's just yeah. Like, like yeah and like there were hints at it throughout the series there but was, there yeah. was a there was a point though where it didn't show up as often like we got the little bits where she was dreaming you know do you choose the the clouds or the sea I did um, like that setup because that so, did pay off. Right? Right, exactly. So, but the thing is, is because they kind of didn't continue it, it wasn't a plot line that went all the way through. Mm. Um, by the time the Observer did show up, it Kate felt like it came out of nowhere. I think mm. it would have made more sense if Helena was the Observer than Cody, right? Mm. That would have mm-hmm. been interesting. Cody's... I, I there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that that really don't mesh with Cody being the observer. Namely, if, if, if they are in fact Franz and Cody one and the same, or if they, maybe that's just taking the form of Franz, but if it was Franz, it's just taking on their, their, the way they look. The observer is a completely separate entity. Cause father's, I'm not your father. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
well, there is that, but technically yeah. also, also the king is her father, so well, you could interpret you it that could way. interpret it that way. Yeah, why it chose to take on Cody's form, I'm not certain. That one's weird. Like her, 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 <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> her dad, for lack of a better term, because, you know, who raised her anyway? Right. Uh, it, it, that's important to her, but Cody's just some random guy she met one that one time. Yeah, he's basically well, Abel's page boy. So that's why I'm like, this is an interesting form for the Observer to choose. But the question is, were they always Cody? But was Cody the Observer this whole time? Which I would say is probably the case, given all of the cryptic things they said he, along the way. He did say some cryptic things along the way. And like when they got to the island he was saying something along the lines of you know destiny's on the way blah 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 he seemed to know what was going on so that would actually track to make sense why yeah would i they could see that end up hanging out with abel all this time Did they really think abel was necessary to move this plot along <laughs> Yes, that's the real Abel, question. Abel is, he I actually do think that he felt Abel was a necessary piece. Yeah, I would agree on that too. Because like, if it wasn't for the, what Abel was doing, we'd probably see more of the like goblin pirates and everything, like kind of just hiding from Kay more than anything. Than actually, when Fen is kind of like, "Oh, Eureka! Here we go. We go here. I do the dance. You know, do the thing. Shimmy, shimmy. Here we go. We're in Eden." Um, yeah. it, felt like, it felt like Abel was really the only uh, character kind of keeping the actual overlying story together. And, like, that's there's, there's okay. Like, we, we've talked about on multiple occasions how the characters were driving the story more so than the actual story themselves that are just using the characters to kind of show. And I think that's maybe why I feel a bit conflicted with Cody, because it's like the opposite. The story is kind of dictating what Cody is as compared to, like, how Abel, Fena, Yukimaru was kind of driving where the story was heading more so. And and like mm -hmm. Abel kind of obviously took a stranglehold of it uh, in the later episodes, which I kind of wish wasn't the case, but eh, whatever. Yeah, well, he well, was really, if you think about it, though, he was our only antagonist. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That was you know, they, they set up Kay and they set up Yukihisa to be potential antagonists because Yukihisa had that initial order and then Kay was going to make sure it was followed through. So we had that, but Abel ended up being really the main villain. Mm -hmm. So I, that's why this it feels like it suddenly shifted to him all of a sudden. But right. then they also, they're like, but you is know? he a villain? Yeah, and that's the thing is and they, yes, they yes, definitely is. tried to humanize him. And and I appreciate the effort to humanize him. However, there's it's also okay for him to just be a person who made really bad choices. Like Yeah. You know. Yeah, just look at Dio. It's the same thing. Yeah. He, he you just <laughs> you let know, him be bad. When Fena was with him, he was like not telling her very much information. It's like, wouldn't this have been a good time to tell that whole story? But sketch, we have thirteen episodes to fill. Come on. <laughs> well, would have, but at the same time, how how much was the observer manipulating? Because we yeah. know that they can manipulate people. Because look at Fena; she was directly manipulated by visions sent from Joan of Arc. And that's something that the Observer says directly. So we don't know if the Observer was manipulating Abel just not to say anything. I have a feeling just because of what we see the effects on his eyes when they turn like red. So I feel like something obviously played. And maybe it wasn't necessarily the Observer or Cody, but maybe another maiden. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was even Helena for all we know. Or perhaps mm. something evil. 
You're saying Helen is evil. We got it. Hot no, take of the no, day. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Put it on Twitter. I said, Remember, or don't perhaps. Helena on us pedestal. Or I, if you, I said, or perhaps now my or is going to get edited out of the podcast. <laughs> nope, nope. We are adding that out. We are giving the hot take cannon. The hot uh, take cannon. I don't need your help in, to do hot tell takes. Me what to edit. Talking about certain popular anime franchises, <laughs> and I got all, I got them for days. The hot take cannon has fired. Yep. Hel- Helen is the real antagonist. No, I'm like, there could be. For, I mean, we're, this is a world of mystical beings. Like, why would you set up a, this whole? Uh, choose whether or not you set the world. Why do that if there's no good reason for it? Well, they do say that the world is on course to ruin. Yeah, basically that it's on track to destroy itself. But even then, it doesn't say how long it'll take to get to that point, just that eventually it might get there. Well, yeah, Uh, and that's... The the vague concept of uh, humanity is awful to each other, and that's why the world should be reset. Like, huh? Fair Amen. point. Amen. <laughs> yep, I am a big subscriber of that. If I was, trying to I, I, honestly, all, this is my other all. my my comment on this is what sort of a choice is that? Because like, if you have anyone you care, like, throw out the ba- that's like throwing out the baby with the bathwater. It's like, okay, yeah, they're shitty people, but there's also people you care about. Yeah, let's just kill them all. That's fine. Listen. Kill them all and let God sort them out. Yeah, that's listen, that, that's a, a good choice. That's a moral all, dilemma. All I'm saying is, if I had the choice to Thanos snap, we're Thanos snapping, baby. I'm I don't feel so don't good, Mr. Sketch. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel so good, Mr. Sketch. Okay. No, but but like yeah, it is kind of one of those things where it's like, why? What kind of decision is this? But that's why I think Fenno's reaction to it is so good. Oh yeah, no. Like it's 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 incredibly believable that someone would be like, "How do I even choose? Like, how is that even possible?" Well, for yeah. me, it's it's not even a moral dilemma. It's like, okay, maybe destruction or definitely destruction. I'll go with the maybe. I mm. see that I've turned into the maniacal madman. Don't let me have the choice, Celia. That's all I can say. <laughs> DJ's just all up, ready for the genocide. Yeah, I'm pretty much. Well, I mean, let me put it this way. It doesn't have to be half. We could just start all over from new. We can go from like a singular cell and just go more millennia to like get the cells to hopefully evolve into maybe a more compassionate species. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like part of the problem here is that Fena hasn't really experienced enough of the world to even have an idea of what this choice entails. Agreed. But I guess it doesn't yeah. really matter because ultimately there's no way she could possibly choose to reset the world. No, she's got too many people she cares about. And most people do. Like, even if you just got like three people, do you want to kill the three people you really care about just because maybe you'll get a better future? Maybe. 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 I mean, I, I can't see ever picking that. I just can't. Yeah, it would have it's... to be. It would have to be such a horrible world, way worse than even the crappy world we're in. That don't want that. Yeah, this this seems a lot less like a moral quandary and more like a no brainer. Yeah. Um. I, I <laughs> as I was watching it, I think I tweeted something to that effect. So I'm just like, this is not a hard choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're making a big deal about something that's not a hard choice. <laughs> 
I don't think it's necessarily a choice, like a moral choice, though. Like, if you think about it, I think it's more about doing what she thinks she should do versus what she wants to do. Right. So which, that that's where I don't think it leans into, like, which is the right thing. And mm -hmm. like, in terms of morality, it's more like what is ex expected of me versus what I want. Mm. Mm. And that that's really the way I see it, because that's also where I see that she experiences that really that hesitation she's like how can i choose because selfishly she would like to keep everybody that she loves but as a maiden isn't it her job to make sure that the world state like that the world is good because the and that's one thing that might have helped is maybe if we had this i better idea of what the maidens are supposed to do because that wasn't really explained that very would well help in make the series. that a real dilemma yes um right so and that's where I could see that that decision being more along those lines is what does Fena want? Not right. necessarily what does mm -hmm. the world expect from the maidens? Um, and I feel like if we had more expansion, that would be clearer instead of it yeah. being what's morally right. Yeah. Again, this is stuff that could have definitely made it work better. Now, I may sound like I'm hating on the show, but I'm actually I, I I'm really not. It was a really fun romp. And even with this, like obviously Fenna picked the, the answer that anyone with a brain would pick in the given situation. I resent that, please. Yeah, you're welcome, CJ. You're welcome. You don't have a brain. <laughs> it's just kind of crappy that either way she has to forget. That's, I'm snapping that's the real kicker of that scene. And that's the real weight of it is she's going to have to lose her memories. And that sucks. Oh right, because no matter what she chooses, even if she chooses what she wants she still loses what's most precious to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now that is just, oh, gut-wrenching. Mm -hmm. And that scene was so good. Like, Brittany Cox and Rob Moreira knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Like, I had been seeing all the stuff on Twitter from some of the other actors where they're like, you're gonna want tissues. And even Maki was like, I submitted the final episode and I cried. It's oh, so good. God. And it, I'm that, like, it, it, it hit me hard. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. I was crying. I I'm was like, too. Oh, this is so sad. But then I was really disappointed by how quickly they were reunited. Like, it really felt like all that weight and all that the gravitas to their farewell, yeah. not knowing if they were going to oh. actually see each other again. And, and then they're, they're reunited, really reunited like 30 though, seconds later because her memories aren't back. So we're still that that's still a season or so away, really. Hmm. Well, that's true. But yeah, it might have felt more impactful if they it didn't just needed immediately to yeah, see I, each other again. I, I see yeah. what you guys are saying. Yeah, it just needed but, maybe a, a minute to breathe and then bring them back together because that was a really intense, sad farewell. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it kind of <laughs> it, it, it just kind of uh, feels off when she's immediately there, though, yeah, arguably, exactly. there isn't a better place for her to be <laughs> like, no, but even if Yukimaru had just taken a, just a brief moment, like it doesn't even have to be that long, maybe 30 seconds. Right. Yeah, to just yeah. be like, where am where I? Is she? Like, yeah. What happened to the world? Where is Fena? And have him look around a little like, bit. She could be like he sees KO'd her. on the yep. ground somewhere and he's has to look for her on the island for a few minutes for a minute or two. Yeah, I could see uh, that. I could see that. Or or just like a moment of contemplation. He thinks she's gone and he just has himself a moment. Yeah. Yes. That would work. That, I could see that working good. really well. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, I feel like that's all it needed, and then that would have been perfect. Like, um, the transition I, from that to being reunited would have been much better. And I think that's kind of an overall theme to the whole show, is there's a lot of really good things that just need a little tweaking to take it from good to amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's a lot of really strong points, but they're not always put together in a way that makes... Not that it doesn't make sense, but where it's kind of clumsy going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. You know, and that still is reflected in these two episodes. But they were like, honestly, I think these are two, like at least the final episode is one of the best episodes in the whole show. I definitely agree with that. Uh, should I go ahead and read these talkbacks? Yeah, let's read the talkbacks. All right, cool. So, talkbacks from episode 11, which were thankfully compiled by Celia this time. Thank you so much, Celia. You were very welcome. I was uh, swamped today. So, I really appreciate it. Okay, at the Red Hawk wrote in, This show definitely went in a direction I wasn't expecting, but I am both pleasantly surprised and confused. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, that was a lot of the responses for episode 11. That's how I think a lot of us are feeling with that one, especially with the reveal of the Observer. Everyone's like, what the hell is going on? Like, what? What's the Watcher doing here? (laughs) Uh, That's a different show. (laughs) At Goldie Risa wrote in, what in the end of Evangelion is going on right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll tell you this much. Abel should have been denied human instrumentality. Yes. <laughs> I, Just like I, yes. Gendo and End of Ava. <laughs> no, he gets his happy ending. It did definitely feel very cerebral, <laughs> like End of Evangelion. Or rather, episode 12 felt like it was aping, you know, episodes 25 and 26 of Evangelion. Yeah, yeah where they, you get uh... brought into this abstract space. Abstract, abstract space, space and you're seeing all of your friends and they're like fena fena and i was like congratulations congratulations <laughs> congratulations <laughs> fena the uh callback that i actually uh was reminded of uh was actually uh beast wars transformers where uh quote unquote unicron shows up but it's not really unicron hmm. and nice. ryan nor wrote in I can't get over it. I'm lost as F. No cap. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were really confused by Cody's entrance. Um, when I was going through responses, that's what most of them were. We're being what, like, what? why wouldn't you What's be going confused? On? Yeah, no, that is legitimately <laughs> a very confusing thing. Well, and even Maki tweeted out um, after both episodes, like, if you have any questions, let me know. Do my best to answer them. I have several questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And regarding episode 12, Anna, anime queen on Facebook, wrote in, Fena was my top anime this season. I am so hoping for a second season. We're right there with you. And uh, former host of the Toonami Faithful podcast, Jose Argumento wrote in, Fena Pirate Princess was one of the most surprising delights I've seen from an anime for a while. I can't wait to see what stories may come in the future of this world. Well, right. you know, 
Ben is still with all of them. She uh, got what she wanted to continue adventuring with them, whether she remembers it or not. And uh, there's definitely potential for future stories. So I would very much like to see what comes next. Right? Especially because they didn't stay on Goblin Island after they completed their mission. They went right back out to sea. So clearly there's more to do. I think maybe their mission right now is to just try and get Fena to remember more of the past. Maybe they're not allowed back (laughs) Goblin Island. Well, like they gave the sword to Kay, and then he's like, "Cool, cool, you can't come home. <laughs> can't come home ever. Cool, we won't kill you. Like, Get out of here." He's saying it with a smile. You don't ever get to come home. You get the hell out of my face. <laughs> that strikes me like the cold-hearted, mean big brother Kay has been portrayed as so far. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. <laughs> I could totally see it. That's gonna hide. At Journeyman fifteen wrote in wonderfully marvelous characters and music through the story overall. Couldn't make up any sense of urgency to the dangers of these lovable elements. Once they get that new season approved, they will then confront these missing elements in a better pacing. Well, we can hope. Indeed, we, <laughs> we- can hope. And at Harum Empathy wrote in, this anime has a lot to tell. I feel the story is not complete yet, and I got so many more questions after the finale. Fena's adventures, the love plot, so much to tell. I really, really hope you will be, you will believe in the project and give a season two to this beautiful series. Well, it's not us. It's uh, Production IG and Tsunami, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, all of them. <laughs> and the rest of the production committee. And hopefully it does well in Japan. Because that's, yeah. you know, that's be a, a big factor. Yeah. At the time that we're recording this, I believe episode four has just aired in Japan. So they're only at the beginning of the story right now. Mm-hmm. And at Fireheart47 wrote in, was definitely an intriguing show. The ending had a lot to happen at once, and it was a little confusing. But dang, it wasn't feelsy. Dang, if it wasn't feelsy. I would like, uh, I would like a new season for sure, though. Give us a new adventure with less destiny and more spontaneousness. <laughs> it's in the theme song, though. They had to do destiny. <laughs> That's true. It was in the theme song. All right. This show is called Fena Pirate Princess, and in the Japanese title is just Pirate Princess. Kaizo. There's not really much pirating going on in this whole thing. (laughs) Really? No. Less so than even in One Piece. I mean, technically, the, you know, the Goblin Knights are samurai that are kind of ninja-like. They're sometimes referred to as the Seven Samurai. (laughs) Ha! little on the nose there so (laughs) yeah they're they're out you know on an adventure on a boat but they're just adventuring they're not pirating i i feel like well we don't know how much of a pirate franz was he was a nobleman and apparently a butler of the cake at some point but he was a nobleman and a sailor 
and maybe a pirate? Was he king of the pirates? Perhaps <laughs> he just knows where pirates hang out. Yeah. He knows where the <laughs> hang out. I'm sorry. Shenmue coming in 2022. <laughs> and Blade Runner coming later this year. A couple of weeks. We'll definitely talk about that on the Tsunami Faithful podcast. Uh, yeah, so I know a title is just whatever, but it kind of bothers me. <laughs> it's not enough. I wonder if they went with Pirate just because it all takes place at sea. Not necessarily because they are pirates. Yeah. Like just Maybe. for a thematic feel. I could see that. I Isn't mean, the term pirate kind of in though? Like, it just seems like the pirate motif is kind of popular, really even more so now than it has yeah. been. Perhaps I mean, they consider anybody who's not in the Navy a pirate. I Yeah, that's actually kind of where I'm leaning with that. Um, I don't think pirates are that popular, though. If this were in, like, you know, the mid-2000s, then I would say, hell yeah, pirates are extremely popular <laughs> because they were. But right now, not really. Um, the only pirate property that still hangs around is One Piece. So, you know, so I think that putting pirate in it, I think probably is just to make it more clear, because if you go with calling her like princess of the sea or whatever, then I think it feels more like mermaid vibes or siren mm -hmm. stuff instead yeah. of her actually sailing the sea with her friends. That's fair. That's fair. Could have just called it Finna. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> But yes, she is a princess. She is the the daughter of a king. But I don't know. I was kind of expecting Franz to be like a big deal pirate. And then that's why she's the pirate princess. Because she's Franz's daughter. Mm. Expectations not met. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well. Two out of two. Not really a pirate. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Just kind of. Just I just had to say it. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. It is weird. But I suppose pirate is short form enough for, you know, sailors who aren't lawful. <laughs> but it's not like they're doing any pillaging or anything. They're just going on an adventure. How about uh, Fena uh, Privateer Princess? Oh. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. So I guess uh, I'll open it up to you guys. Any additional thoughts? Uh... uh... Not that I could think of, honestly. Yeah, I mean, are... a lot of my thoughts are in my reviews anyway, so just be rehashing those. Yeah, there's a few more underneath that last one, too, sketch, if you still want to look through any feet talkbacks or if you're done with them. Oh, there are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> the uh, DLC talkbacks have been added. <laughs> <laughs> Unlocking new talkbacks. It's At Man 17 writes it, my only complaint was that Fena didn't do enough. Like, if there was a season two memory quest, have her take a bonus initiative action. I want to see Fena kick ass and take names. Hey, 
she does a lot though yeah, yeah. I, I included this one in particular because I strongly disagree with it <laughs> I mean um, she, she doesn't physically fight but she certainly does a lot yeah like I don't know how someone can not watch her basically tell Grace O'Malley to shove off yeah. when she's not armed and is clearly at a disadvantage but she does it anyways like yeah that girl's got cojones right that's what yeah, I was she just takes thinking. plenty of action she's just not a fighter but that doesn't you don't have to be a fighter to take action yeah she, yeah. she could be the strategist she can still be a badass without physically beating someone up like I really think that Fena is a badass character She's really strong in a lot of ways that aren't like the traditional stereotype of being physically strong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Though I would not mind at all if she became decent with a weapon of some kind, you know, to defend herself. Yeah. So she stops elbowing Corinne in the nose when she's trying to learn how to shoot. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to be her special move. She just elbows people there you go (laughs) it works that's her specific way of using a gun she just stands in front of somebody fires the gun the opposite direction and elbows them in the face with the with the impact (laughs) i mean that would do a lot of damage it's like the rocket punch from mazinger from mazinger z except it's her elbow yeah nice just get her some flex tape. She'll do lots of damage. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's Sky Girl Culture, whose other name is Yukimaru's Red Ears. <laughs> we absolutely need season two. Yes, please. At Muda625 Muda, will there be a season two? Question mark. Maybe. They, they kept know. referring to it as season one. So. We we know this much that the that the director has ideas for additional stories. Yes. And, and whether or not they get to be told depends on overall how well the production does. Yeah, Maki clarified on Twitter that episode 12 is the series finale. So for now this is the only season unless season 2 gets approved. Mm. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, if it is the end, I think it has a satisfactory enough ending. I could agree with that. It's it's a the journey continues ending, but not the kind that makes you feel like. Ugh. It's like we're waiting for the the after quest, but the 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 actual story is done. It's just there's some fallout that could could be explored on, but it's it's OK if it's not. Mm hmm. JP Reckless 2444 wrote in my thoughts on Fena Pirate Princess as I love the story and the animation, but it felt rushed and I was lost at times. Also, could have had more character development for the ones who played significant roles. More episodes could have benefited, but it's still an amazing show. Now, I have seen some people say that uh, some of the characters have like no development whatsoever, and well, I don't entirely agree with that, but like some of the members of the Goblin Knights have basically no development. They're just 
tropes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that that's fair. I, I I wouldn't say there's no development, but very little for certain characters. So that's I, I get yeah. the, I get what's being said. Yeah, Not... it's tough when you have a cast this big and only mm-hmm. so many episodes. Like if this were a standard 24, 26 episode series, then you could totally do that. Like everyone could get an episode focused on them instead of just the key players. Like, I think yeah. that's really the only reason we got it on Sheetan is because Sheetan ended up being a key figure to mm-hmm. some character development for Fena. But otherwise, I don't think we would have gotten that. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At Tensherman902 wrote in, all right, so what's the backstory on the Rumble Roses Pirates' survival? Who's their leader now? And is this hinting at season two? There are still questions that need to be answered in this final episode of season one. Well, we just know that at least three of them survived. And I don't know, they... those those three seem like they would hang out normally. So that doesn't necessarily mean that nobody else survived. That was the their appearance actually made me question which choice Fena took. Because mm. I'm like, did you three make it because you're the pure ones? Oh, because only the pure souls that remained. If she decided to reset everything, or did they just happen to make it? Although I don't know how anyone would have survived that because <laughs> their ship got completely vaporized by that giant cannon. So. Yeah, their their appearance makes me question which choice Fena actually took. If That's took a very good point. Destroy the world choice, though. The none of the uh, goblinites would have been there at least not right away because only a select group of the pure would come back. Yeah, it was heavily implied that well, it would just be Yukimaru and Fena yeah. for a while. Well, Yukimaru and Fena were guaranteed to come back. Yes, not anyone else. So not necessarily that they wouldn't, just that there's a possibility they wouldn't come back at all. So that's, but these three mm. supposedly died. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, did you guys, did uh, the world reset? Is that why you're back? I, I, I see why you're questioning. Interesting. It. Uh, you that, also but... have those kids that look like Abel and Helena. That's right? true. Maybe mm. she was, she did say she was looking for a middle choice, another option. Maybe she kind of did. Who knows? Hmm. She made her own option. I choose option C. Screw you all. <laughs> I'll take the mystery box. <laughs> What's that would also in the be box? Very nothing. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. nothing. And Little Fish 131 wrote in This was a really good show. I want another season. I'm mad she never sings except for the la la la's. I don't get why they made her hair black. It did feel rushed. At the end, but overall, it was good. I enjoyed it, and the animation and the music are amazing. Yeah, it is a shame she doesn't sing more, but I feel like if she sang the song more often, then we wouldn't have the revelation of the lyrics later. Mm. They'd just always be there. True. True. But that's okay, because I called the importance of the song way early on. That you sure did. did. I'm pretty content. You it's, you managed to nail pretty much all of your predictions. <laughs> so that's the thing is that with this show, and I didn't realize it until uh, like I had listened to the theme song multiple times, is that everything is right there in 
the sea and the pearl. Yep. It right down to the ending, like the final lyric in the full version of the song is with you by my side, the ship's sailing on. How does the show end? Yukimaru by Fena's side and the ship is sailing on. <laughs> it's all right there. So I admit that the lyrics gave me a bit of an advantage. So I'm like, oh, this is in here, this is in here. And then it started popping up in the show. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to the anime openings and endings, guys. They have clues. They have clues in the lyrics and they're written that way on purpose. Mm-hmm. We just gotta get the gang together to find some more clues. Uh, <laughs> gang stuff listen up <laughs> i can help you but you're gonna have to lose the colors and we're gonna learn a whole bunch about me today apparently apparently i'm also in the gang <laughs> uh, hmm. yeah well i hope this isn't the last we see of uh this fearless quote-unquote pirate crew <laughs> Because they're fun. They're lots of fun. I, they are I very love, much fun. I, I agree. I, I would like to see, you know, more what's uh, what what the deal is with uh, the twins and their older brother and Makaba and Karin. Like, come on, give Karin more. Karin's so good. But I'm kind of curious what kind of extras we're going to get when this comes out on Blu-ray. Like, mm-hmm. Because that's pretty common where you'll get, like, not just creative things, but little shorts and that kind of thing. Like the Black Clover, um, I think it's Clover Club. I can't remember the names of them. But there are little skits that would go at the end of the episodes. Oh, right. The Clover Clips. Clover Clips, yep. Yes. And those are on the streaming version, at least. Yes. Mm -hmm. And those are also usually packaged with the Blu-rays. So I kind of wonder if we might get any special little things that are added in when this show comes out on Blu-ray after its Japanese broadcast run? Maybe. Something cool to watch out for. Yeah. It's a possibility. Right? Or, I'd also like know. to know when this show is getting a home video release, period, because this mm. is an Adult Swim Crunchyroll original, but I haven't seen anything about who's going to be distributing this <laughs> for Blu-rays and mm. DVDs. Yeah, it's a good question. And I, wa- and I want to own this show. This is I would have one. to guess Warner will probably release it themselves. Well, do it soon, Warner. I want this <laughs> show on Blu-ray. Please and thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. It took a while for Fully Cooly, Progressive, and Alternative. I want to say it took about a year. It's probably waiting on the Japanese schedule so that they don't have to worry about reverse importation. So we probably <laughs> won't get a release until the Japanese Blu-rays get released. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. I want it now. Feel that. Yeah. Such. <laughs> I uh, I just gotta say this as an aside. So, uh, I was visiting my parents on Saturday night, and I was gonna watch the Batman movie with my father, but I had Fena on, and my mother was in the room, and I was like, "Well, this is not the best episode for a first impression of this show," <laughs> <laughs> and. They got to the part where they say, you have to make a choice. And my mother said something to the effect of a choice for bad animation. I'm like, you didn't. Excuse you, ma'am. Respectfully, (laughs) ma'am. Respectfully. Like, I didn't, I like, I wasn't going to get into it. I was like, you got, what? (laughs) 
this show's gorgeous. What are you talking about? And that episode in particular looks really good. <laughs> it does the surreal elements really well. So yeah. for her to be like, uh, bad animation. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> no. <laughs> My mother doesn't watch much uh, animated stuff other than Disney films. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like my folks. Yeah, fair. It's my but parents, my, too. But my father watched both parts of the Batman Long Halloween with me. <laughs> oh, how fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Well, it's a, you know, it's a gangster uh, murder mystery, so I figured it would be to his interest. Yeah. And, and you know, superhero stuff's usually pretty, uh, pretty okay with my parents. You know, they, they watch lots of that stuff. I used to watch The Flash with my mother until that show got written ridiculously stupid and we both just said nope we're done oh no <sighs> sick heart finna fans it didn't go as bad as the flash <laughs> oh no yeah honestly this ending is pretty good for an especially for an original anime like i've said it before on previous Fenicast, but original anime have one of two ways to end they mm. either stick it or it, they crash and burn. And I think this show made it. It was a little clumsy at the end, but it made yeah. it. I agree little, with that. A little bit of a clumsy landing, but it landed. Any mm -hmm. landing I you agree. can walk away from. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, I, I think it's overall pretty satisfying because, you know, it would be really bad if it was pretty good up to that point and then the ending was just so bad and it just tainted the rest of the show but i don't i wouldn't say that happened here mm -mm. no not but, at all but it definitely could have been cleaner <laughs> <laughs> not entirely sure what they should have done instead but i i think a lot of people saying it needed more episodes are on the right track i think it needed a little more time to flesh things mm -hmm. out Certainly could have used some breathing. Uh, Tsunami Escape podcast made the point. It was like, we're Abel's dying now, and let me remind you that his backstory happened two episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Curse it of the does, Fatal Backstory strikes again. Does, does I mean, at least he had a couple episodes. Like, I remember a show I watched where they gave us a character's backstory and killed him 20 minutes later. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, usually when you get the backstory of a character, it means they're going to die. <laughs> Are we talking about Fire Force? The guy with oh. the sneakers? No, oh. I was talking about um, Macross Delta, where they made you care about a character. This is like pure writing genius, right? This character had no reason for you to care about him until the episode he died. And they managed to make you, him a, like, a, a likable character. Within the 20 minutes it took before they killed him off. And how does he do in character polls? I'm like, he actually does really well in character polls. He still gets merchandise and stuff made of him and everything. Wow. He lives on in all yep. He does. That's, that's some good writing chops where if you've got a brief amount of time to make people like this character before they die. That's really hard to do. <laughs> that is incredibly difficult to do. Yeah. And even with Abel in particular, like it was hard to like him. Like a lot of the stuff that mm. he was doing, I thought he was really creepy. I didn't like him very much at all. Yeah. So giving the backstory helped. Well, 
my hands are so stained with blood. All I could think of was that it was that same line from Zix Marquis. My hands are too stained with blood. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I said earlier about my my statement stands. My hands are too stained with blood. They're literally right there. Two of the people you've done the most to are literally right there. You could go. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. We don't do that. We don't do that here. No. 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 And Helena's like treating him like a little boy. Oh, you silly boy. Did you lose your way again? Don't lose your way. <laughs> crybaby. <laughs> she calls him a crybaby. Yes, she did. Yeah. And then she's like, he cried all the time when she knew him. That's why. <laughs> that's true. He did cry a lot when he was a kid. He did. And then you know, it actually like, kind of makes Benna, me wonder. It's all up to you now. What? 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 Mother? <laughs> what? Go. Okay, she's gone. Right. It kind of makes me played. wonder if when uh, when Helena sees him, because she keeps calling him a crybaby and like talking to him in this really like childish way, if she sees him as she remembers him. We see him as the adult, but maybe oh. she sees him as young Abel before she died. Perhaps. Or from their youth when they were in love. Perhaps. We don't know. We don't know. We need more running time for that. There wasn't enough. So <laughs> Yeah, but they really played out that scene. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's like, seriously, six minutes on just this. <laughs> it's because there was, we there need was, to be sad. That's why. There was like two minutes of him just stumbling over there to talk to her. Like, okay, we're doing this, <laughs> I guess. I still honestly did not feel sad for him. Did, didn't I felt I felt bad for him when we saw his backstory, but you know that was him then. <laughs> he's he's done plenty of bad things since, and I'm like, uh, just mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. it's nice that you got your happy ending, even if I don't really want you to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's whatever. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that was the last two episodes. Quite the ride. Yeah, no, definitely a ride. Uh, I guess uh, if uh, I, I um, there are some other folks that were not able to join us this time. So I think we'll do one more episode as kind of a series retrospective sort of thing so i think we'll probably turn out one more quote-unquote regular episode of the fennecast that is if there isn't a season two and we can always hope that there will be so if you didn't get your commentary read on this episode and we read quite a few of them but if you Want to continue throwing your talkbacks? The hashtag is at uh, hashtag Toonami Talkback. I almost said at Toonami Talkback. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Oh, that's not it. No. <laughs> but we're at Toonami News and at Toonami Podcast. And you can email us at podcast.toonamifable.com. And we want to thank you for listening to all the episodes of the Fendicast thus far. And uh, if there were any that you missed, you can catch them on podcast. 
ToonamiFaithful.com and on SoundCloud.com backslash ToonamiFaithfulPodcast. And on all of the things, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, just pretty much all of Apparently, now, now you can have podcasts through Facebook that Paul was telling me that today. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Oh, interesting. This is like a throwback to MySpace, in my opinion. <laughs> right. You can embed us on your Facebook profile. Oh, huh. I'm just kidding. We can't do that yet, but it's probably coming. Probably. But, uh, yeah, lots of places to listen to the podcast. If you've missed any episodes, and you should definitely check out our interviews with Brittany and with Nicholas. They are wonderful people, and we were so happy to have them. And, I mean, obviously you want to hear their perspective on things, and maybe... Maybe we'll have some more. Hmm. We'll see. We'll, we will see. We're going to let the Fennecast keep riding as long as we can keep coming up with content for it. Because <laughs> that's how we do. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. That's what we're going to keep doing. <laughs> we can't talk about Fennec anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Laser, tell the listeners where they can find you. Oh, people can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. Of course, you can find my Tsunami Focus articles here on Tsunami Faithful. Uh, you can find me on the uh, Dumb Weaves podcast and the Demon Slayer podcast. Alrighty. And Celia, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Planets Twinkle uh, and also on Facebook at Celia Rose Cosplay. I'm also one of three hosts for a weekly YouTube show called Pop to Culture, and that's on youtube.com slash macrossfancentral. My friends and I talk about macross-themed things, but we also talk about different parts of pop culture that we find interesting. So please make sure you tune in to new episodes of that. Um, also, I am on our social media feeds at Toonami News on Twitter and uh, Toonami Faithful Official on Facebook as well. So anytime you comment on our stuff or tag us in things, me and my team can see it. All right. And CJ, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at CJ Mafferis. Uh, if you like Fena content written, you can check out our weekly reviews that we did through every episode, things like this. We're going to probably have more Fena content. I have a guest article lined up for that, uh, which would be really mm-hmm. exciting um, as well. Hopefully we can, as Sketch said, keep the Fena train going because it's always good. We need more episodes. We need a new season. Um, so hopefully you check those out if you can. Uh, and I think that's it when it comes to Fena content. At least I think. There might be more. I, I honestly can't remember. So, But uh, if you want to check out those weekly reviews, you can find them on our website at ToonamiFaithful.com. And Sketch, where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984 and hosting our regular Toonami Faithful podcast. Or you could probably hear all these people, too. True. Among others. Among others. All right. That is it for this episode of the Fennecast. So, and till we meet again, we're casting off. You must choose wisely. <laughs> now back to the good time.